What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Rob G. In this special episode of Bruising Bandit Podcast, we had an opportunity to hang out at Log Jamming 3, hosted by Human Robot during Philly Beer Week uh, at Cherry Street Pier. And we got to talk to some cool folks and uh, drink some good beer. Uh, in this part one of the episode, we actually talked to um, Tad Lacey from Attic Brewing, Joy Pepper from Shanker Beer Co., Zach Ross from Marlowe Artisanal Ales, Eric Larkin from Cohesion Brewing, and we uh, chopped it up with the homies uh, from one of my favorite podcasts, Beard People Podcast, Chris and Matt. Uh, so I uh, hope you enjoy part one. All right, let's go. Peace. Bruising Banner Podcast. Banner Podcast. Bruising Banner Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banner Podcast. I am your host, Ralph G. And with me, as always, is the legendary Brew Crew. What up, fellas? I was reading this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> mama, mama. Guys, it doesn't taste like dirt. Uh, my name is Lou Belgium's lady and gentlemen. I'm wondering, does Delaware have an actual culture? This is the podcast that we talk about beer, but we also talk about a lot of things that's happening in the world. Politics, movies, anything really that comes to our mind while we're here, sampling these brews, grab a drink, and pull up a chair. We love you, Bruce and Venture Podcast. Red means go. <laughs> yeah. What up, what up, what up? We out here live from uh, Log Jamming, hosted by Human Robot. We're here at 2023. Yeah, there we are. We are at right. Cherry Street Pier here in Philadelphia, PA. But we are here with uh, Todd Lacey from Attic Brewing. Thank you for coming, uh, brother. Appreciate you. Wanted him to no stop problem. by and tell us um, what, what, a little bit about the brewery, a little snippet, but also what you are pouring here today at Log Jammin'. Can I say first that Attic Brewery is probably one of my favorite uh, breweries. There you go. Are you yeah. saying that because Todd's here with us? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, because I love their beers. Their beers are good. He actually made my second favorite smoked beer ever. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. there you go. And I just love the beer, the atmosphere, everything. So, don't. I just said it was him. It was you. Don't try to be a hater. I just want to hate it later. I was just wondering. If you, if you say it again, I'm going to ask the same question later. Hey, <laughs> ho. You know what I'm saying? Every like, you know you're my friend, dude. <laughs> Well, he gonna be more specific. You know, not you're my favorite brewer on this specific street. <laughs> <laughs> favorite brewery in Germantown. <laughs> How many Germantown breweries are there? We're the only one. You're yeah. my favorite then. Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. hands down. The number one Germantown brewery is Attic. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So I had to get my cup now. So just give us a little brief. I mean, you've been on our show. If everybody who hasn't listen, they've been on our show before. But you can give a for people who haven't heard about what Attic Brewing is, and then uh, what you're pouring on today. Yeah, yeah, we're a Attic Brewing Company in Germantown, Philadelphia. Uh, our brewery is located kind of by the Wayne Junction Trade Station, and we have a really cool tap room and also a really big beer garden behind the tap room. And we're constantly pouring. Uh, 14 beers on tap. So nice. All of them are very good. Always. Quick question: how, how often do you turn over your uh, your taps? You said 14. Yeah. How often do you turn turn them over? Are you making uh, new shit, new stuff all the like time? Every week or two, we're always putting something new on. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. That is. Yeah. It's kicking quick. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But uh, yeah, today we are pouring three of our loggers for log jamming, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, smoked logger. Which awesome. The name is called Tuesdays, <laughs> and it's in collaboration with Two Locals Brewing, which oh, is nice. going to be opening soon in West Philly. 
what's the name of it again? Tuesdays, but so my favorite two smoke beers have Tuesday in it. Yes. That's that's wonderful. That's twos is like two, the number two. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. D A Z E. Yes, I love it. And then we uh, shout out to two locals. When we brewed that one, yeah, Rich from two locals came out, and we did it on four twenty. Oh, nice. Also, okay. we kind of figured smoke vlogs would go well with the deck. And um, I like four twenty. Yeah. I like smoke yeah. beer. It, it rolls right off the tongue when you say <laughs> four twenty smoke beer. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely check that one out. It's just good. It's not too smoky, but has yeah. enough there that you notice it. What did you, what, what kind of smoke is it? Uh, it's beach wood smokes. Yeah, so well, yeah, we used uh, smoked cranes in it. So just okay. old malts, like a smoked pilsner malt that use like beach wood. Interesting, very yeah. interesting. All right. So this, since, this, since this will drop Tuesday, um, yeah. Are there any upcoming events you want to tell the people about that are coming up at Attic? So, yeah, we do have a lot of events coming up. Uh, this week we are hosting a Food Truck Fest tomorrow. Uh, tell the actual date. Say, say the dates. Uh, what tomorrow is July 4th. <laughs> June 4th. June 4th. Yes. June 4th, Sunday, we're doing a Food Truck Fest. Awesome. We have six different food trucks coming up. Mm. Parking in our parking lot. We're going to close that off, have live music, and people can eat food and drink beer. And then on Monday, we're hosting our usual Metal Monday, but we're also going to be having some short uh, films being previewed. Oh, nice. Uh, horror movies. Like the um, company that's coming through, they're called Jerks Productions, and they do like short horror movies. Right. So we're going to be playing those along with a bunch of heavy metal music, so that'd be cool. Then a uh, big one is going to be on Thursday, where we are hosting a philly beer fest where we're hosting all 33 breweries that are here wow, in philadelphia nice. wow nice. so kind of like log jamming except the breweries are all philly breweries yeah. right. so they get to brew whatever they want they get to bring whatever they want yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay so it'll be pretty cool uh so definitely check that out yeah absolutely and then on friday we're hosting our black beer drinkers party number two which is gonna be pretty awesome nice. yeah so we got a busy week right good and stuff coming up right then there's some on next saturday as well Yes, we do have some coming up on Saturday okay. too. That was the uh, I think of the probably was the 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 queer queer night out or something like oh, that. Yes, yes. Yeah. For the for uh, oh, I know more than you. I was I was reporting that as well. I'm sorry. Uh, but you brought that up. Yeah, Laura told me about that. And I'll I was stay on the website. We stay on the website. Saturday we are also housing a, a Pride Month talk. Oh, so. that's dope. Yes. Yeah. There. All right. Um, nice. All right. Did you tell us about the other two uh, loggers? No. So we got two more. So got the smoke logger, but we also have unresolved the Maybach. Oh, that's what I just had, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we, yeah. we showed that. Ah. And that one is our Great American Beer Festival winner of 2021. Right. Second. So second best Maybach in 2021. And the other beer is our Czech Dark Lager that we call Kama Night Jar which is also a really awesome beer so definitely stop by check it out or we're all on tap at the beret as well oh, nice okay see that okay. so you can go to attic and get these if you're yes. not right now the tuesday smoke lager that's going to be officially reached on friday okay oh nice uh, okay but you really starts on a saturday yeah so you know we'll probably have it there on are thursday are you guys bottle and canning that Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. So, okay. officially be released Friday, but we'll be probably pouring it on Thursday with two locals. I think Wrench and everyone's going to be there. Nice. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you guys, um, dang, I forgot my question. <laughs> that fast. All good. 
Wow. Uh, it, must it, was have been a, it was coming out. It was coming out. It was right there. It was right there. Uh, oh, never mind. It flew away. There it go. I see it. There's that question. <laughs> it's, in <the> <laughs> it's in a river. <laughs> I apologize. I can't even remember. I lost it. I lost it. Um, anything else you want to talk to, tell uh, people about Attic Brewing? Uh, just that we got a, a cool space, cool vibe. We're uh, very welcoming to everybody. So. I will say that Definitely I come out to what you guys do for the Philadelphia Germantown community specifically. I appreciate how you always reach out to Germantown and us right. for, uh, specifically. So, yeah, thanks. Keep it up. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we love you guys. Yeah. Cheers yeah. on top of that, sir. Yeah. Awesome. Don't stop All right. that. All right. All right. So I want to thank Ty for stopping by the booth from Log Jamming 3. Clap, 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 clap. 2023. Yes. Appreciate oh, there's the class. There's the class. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, we do have another guest with us today to stop by the booth. We have uh, Joey Pepper Malusi from Shaker. Thank you, thank you. Congratulations. That's good. Let him introduce you know, himself. He would have to introduce himself. <laughs> well, I saw it right here. I just wanted to make sure I had it right. You're awesome. Oh, That's why you're the host. <laughs> you're lucky that you were the second person because if you were like the fifth, and Rob had a couple beers, he would have killed that. False. That's why I said false those earlier. False. That's a false narrative. That is a false narrative. We all, we all keep it uh, a, little, a little safer. Out of That's the early funny. Side. That's funny. Uh, uh, well, Joey, what we, uh, what we want, to, want to know is just a little bit about the brewery and then what you're pouring on today and then any upcoming events you had uh, going on in the brewery. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this company I started uh, a few months ago and put out the first beers called Shaker Beer Company. It is right now a contract brand that I am brewing at 12% in North Haven in Connecticut. Okay. Uh, previously to this, I was the head brewer at Folks Beer for six years, and unfortunately that shuttered. Okay. So this is my own project and something of my own, and kind of brought a lot of beers back from that day that people really loved and introducing new people to the beers that I'm very passionate yeah. about. So we're brewing and focusing on German-style lagers, as well as Berliner Weiss that I'm using whole fruit mostly with that I'm processing okay. myself, oh. or kind of a steering away from puree, maybe a couple times for things like passion fruit or guava that makes sense on a puree level. So this is like a real artisanal beer. Like, yeah, yeah. I just find that whole fruit presents itself in a much different way that has a more unique character, and it's much brighter and less pectin, so that they're bright, dry beers that are still fruit forward. Yeah. Um, and, and then obviously hoppy beers as well, because that's what the people want. All right. I'm still making those the way that I want to, too. So keeping that kind of sub seven and a half and a half, sub seven sometimes, and cutting that five to six and a half rate. All right. How long is your experience in this industry? You, you're you very well-versed, but you look so little. Yeah, you know, young, I've been around for, so for a minute. Uh, I started in the beer industry in 2011. I was a bar back at Pony Bar. Okay. I was a part of the opening team at Tourist in 2013 and helped open up that place. Um, and through there, I was bar back, bartender, uh, beverage manager for the one Michelin starred restaurant, Luxus in the back while it was still in existence. Um, so kind of just picked up every little bit of work yeah, I could nice. and sure well, worked you did all, all, all this before the age of 15. This <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I looked a lot younger than, than I actually am, but I, I'm going to keep riding that until I'm like, <laughs> I'm 33, I probably look 23. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, you don't look 23, sir. You look younger than you. Oh, yeah, that's even better. It's even better. You card me. I love it. New hires, the new hires not, no, not the card yet. Not at all. So, yeah, and 
then from Taurus, you know, I got the opportunity to make a collaboration beer with Sante Adarius as well as Evil Twin that was named after Made. Uh, that was all Tim's doing from Sante, honestly, and he got me involved in the recipe as well as, you know, just kind of label creation and everything. And we did two versions of that, one that we brewed at Westbrook that was quote-unquote clean but was finished in bottle condition with bread and then nice. we did a mixed firm version at Sante Adarius in California that was called Joey fucking Pepper actually. Ah. Uh, and that, would, that beer turned out phenomenal and then from there I turned to professional brewing and working at Folks Beer where I kind of took over the reins in 2017 fully and was making the beers there uh, from then until a closure in 2021. So, so what is uh, I guess shaking up what does that mean? So Shanker is my grandmother's maiden name. Oh, okay. okay. So Pepper is my grandmother's name. Okay. She is a Pepper, but she is also a Shanker. And Shanker okay. in Yiddish actually means to give. Wow. In German, it kind of refers to like a tapster or tavern keeper. So it just oh, made perfect sense. sense. We use that. Right. And with Pepper, you kind of have the jolly pumpkin effect of like, is every beer a pumpkin in it? I don't want every beer to, for every person to think there's pepper in every beer. So kind of steered away from that, but while also using something meaningful, and that was a family name. Yeah, nice. Family it was nice. Yeah, like you were meant to be a brewer for birth almost. <laughs> I mean, it seems to work right. It's good to look right. That's cool. Probably has a beer test. I'm at beer birthmark somewhere on there. <laughs> it's like the mummy of it. <laughs> so, uh, so what are you pouring today here at uh, Lockdown? So we're pouring the first lager that I was able to brew under this brand, which is a Helles lager, a German-style Helles. Uh, so this was brewed with 100% Marca Pilsner malt, as well as a little bit of Scotland malt in a small percentage. Um, it goes through an intensive step mash, so we do five different temperature rests to maximize flavor, fermentability, as well as um, just overall flavor. Um, and after that, it's hopped with Perlay, Kurzbrockler, Zafir, Lekettle. Uh, we spun near the end of fermentation, so capturing that natural carbonation, harvesting the yeast, allowing it to come up for a diacetyl rest and then slowly taking the temperature down day by day and letting it lager for like a full 50 to 60 days typically. Nice. Yo, this is so much in five minutes, yo. You're, sorry. No, sorry. no, no, in a good way. Like, <laughs> okay, good. Well, like, wow. I'm trying to pack it in. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you just seem well versed, like you know what, what you're talking about. Yeah. It's just really good to hear you say what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I've been very passionate about these styles yeah, of beers yeah. and really honed my skills while I was at Folkspear and found out what worked and didn't work. And I feel very confident with these recipes that I'm putting out now that's right. under my own name and, and brand. Yeah, yes. Worried because um, this is a good beer, and I'm upset because she poured me a full glass, but I ain't think I'm going to drink some more. What the fuck? Now, are you, where are you based out of? So I live in Brooklyn, but I'm brewing this beer in Connecticut, so I'm making the trip to Connecticut to go up for brew days and special days where it's like we're dry hopping, we're transferring, things that I feel like my presence isn't worth. Yeah, right. So obviously we're going to dial certain things in over time in the cellar where it's like they know that this needs to be done on this day. Like I don't need to be there for it, but still on brew days, yeah. I like to be there and make sure we're hitting our numbers and, and making sure we're reporting all this data because it is so helpful for subsequent brew days and having that data yeah. from the previous batch. I know what to expect. Well, all right. Uh, my last question for you is how many people are currently on your team? Uh, just myself. God, yes. I thought I, I knew you were going to say, I don't know what I mean. 15-year-olds have a lot of energy. They can do everything. <laughs> They're moving the same. They're moving the same. So uh, what's the ABV on this? I don't know if you said it. 5%. 5%. Okay. It's real easy. Yeah, it's real, it's real easy. Something very chill. It's good. Y'all, 
Do you got anything like coming up that you guys are, are working on now? Yeah, so we, we've we essentially sold out of the first three batches where it was this Hell Beer, Emerald Gardens, which was a freestyle Nelson Hop, Nelson Motueka IPA, and then a Mandarin version of Blow Up, which is my like Berliner Weiss Ascension. Nice. So I just rebrewed Emerald Gardens, uh, which people seem to really like. So more of that's coming out in a couple weeks. I have a batch of Pilsner in the tank that should be ready mid-July. Um, and then when I come back, I actually have a trip. Uh, I'm going to Italy tomorrow for uh, a week. So I'm love Italy. Like <laughs> and when I come back, we'll brew some pale ale as well as a cucumber lime version of the uh, Berliner Weiss. Okay. So so uh, this summer, where else pe- people can find uh, yes, find you at? Yep. Yeah. So right now we're distributing within New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Uh, a little bit is being sent down Virginia, but I'm trying to keep things in the Northeast or work with distributors that I've worked with in the past. So I think during the summer, we might send some a, li- a little bit to Vermont and Maine, especially during the summer where it's like beer sales Delaware on there um, Delaware down to Virginia uh, <laughs> I, I haven't done any kind of business in Delaware but I'm open to it we're from Delaware by the way oh, oh yeah <laughs> well I feel like I gotta set something <laughs> peer pressure is taking hold all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, any more questions for Joey? Nah, that's it. Or do I have to Joey for stopping by the booth? Give him a round of applause. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank Thanks you. very much. Uh, the beer with delicious. I yeah, like your hell. It's good. <laughs> hell yeah. Look, Joey. Hell yeah. Beer's good. Yeah, the beer's definitely good. Here we go. I'm upset. I got, I got some more. We got a beer fest. You smart. We got a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot. But I'm hours left. I almost drink a whole cup of his. Well, a good thing is a lower is a lower ABV. That's out true. It's meant, yeah, it's meant to drink a whole cup. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. why they give you the big old glass. I right. do appreciate how the fruit forwardness of your beers. I, I like fruit forward beers, so keep keep that up. Yeah, absolutely. He go he go on mashing the death out there. It's a hands on experience, I'm checker. I do. Maybe I couldn't hear. No, no, but we appreciate you coming over right there. Thank you, Joey, from Shaker Beer for coming through. And stay tuned for more. Cheers, y'all. Uh, we got uh, We're in the middle of from Marlo Artisanal Ales stopping by. Thank you very much. How are you, sir? Appreciate oh, you. Great. How are you guys? We're going to give you a load of for coming on. Right, cheers. Uh, yeah, yeah, cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Yeah, why not? Boom. We just want to know, like, well, what is Marlo? How'd you got started? A little bit about the business. What you pouring today? Straight. And uh, what you got coming up uh, in the next couple weeks or this a whole summer? Honestly, this is the best time to talk about Marlow. Yeah. Uh, we are opening our official location okay. uh, in July. Hopefully. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Yeah, so awesome. Yeah, that's Whoa. Cool. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so we, uh, we started out 12%, just like Joey was just on. Right. Uh, I was actually the head brewer there for three years. And uh, started Marlow as like a side project and found a spot in Nyack. We opened up there, only made it six me- or six months. Had some shady business partners. Oh. Decided to walk away, be like, we can't deal with this. Right. We can't be associated with it. So we walked away, found another spot in Westchester, New York. Okay. And we're opening up uh, very soon. Uh, Marlowe is named after my late grandfather. Oh, nice. It was his first I name. the theme going on. Yep. Yeah, yep. Got out of family. I think Joey was, co- yeah. Joey was copying me. No, you got copy. But uh, our, our, our signature is actually, or our logo is his signature on the oh, piece of music he composed awesome. for my parents' wedding. Oh, nice. Okay. So oh, so he's a composer. Yep. He's oh, a wow. He's a choir director, composed songs. Oh. Uh, and it's it's great because it gives you purpose every day. Like, I'm brewing beer. Nice. I look down and I see the Marlowe yeah. signature. I think yeah. about my family. Yeah. And so every single day that I'm at work, I have, like, a focusing yeah. moment. 
right. legacy. Right. Not too right. They don't want to give up. It's awesome. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 to be honest, that's exactly why yeah. I did it. I was like, every two years, I was moving to another brewery, doing something else, and I was like, I need to stay somewhere. Um, and now it's like, I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can't leave my pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so what are you brewing here today at Logjammer? We brought uh, a Tech Dark Lager that we brewed in collaboration with the Seed, who's also here. Um, it is uh, it's called Goodnight Ghost. We both have ghosts in our breweries, so when we brewed this Dark Lager, uh, just made sense to name it after our ghost that we say goodnight to at the end of the night. Have, so, cool. so, how do how, how ghosts know to? How do ghosts know to? How do they represent or present Bro, themselves? I will show you a video. It's going to blow your mind. I swear. We had a bartender. Who like thought it was a joke, and we were like, "Dude, say goodnight to the ghost every night." So one night, he was like, "Fuck you, ghost." Oh, we were like, "No, no, 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 no! Go back inside, say goodnight." <laughs> I came down the next morning, and the window was open. Like we had these giant windows that swung open, and I was like, "Did somebody break in?" I was looking all over, couldn't find anything. Looked at the camera, no one was inside. The door unlatched itself, the window unlatched itself, swung open against the wind. And then closed itself again. Oh. And I have video of it. I'll show it to you. It's crazy. So what That's nice. All <laughs> right. Why do y'all have ghosts? No idea. I don't know. An old building or something? Nyack is a very old town. Yeah, it's right board? on the Hudson River. Oh, you have a Ouija board? I, I should get one. You should do a seance. Yeah. Like you said, like seance Thursday, <laughs> Sunday. We were we were waiting till October to bring everybody in. Be like, All right. in this bathroom, here's our good. <laughs> hey. Just have people hang out. Somebody is doing like Six Flags is doing a six month anniversary for Halloween in like May. You could do that too. That's true. You got That's ghosts. True. We gotta see if we got a ghost of the yeah, new spot. That's the old spot. Ghosts. That's the old spot. The old spot. I hope. Well, I, I don't know. Do you want to ghost them? No. Here's why. Well, uh, ghosts are we're chill. Yo, yeah, yeah. That's sometimes like, ghosts attach to you. To yeah, exactly. You were mean, and all he did was open the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because what happens is that the ghost may be following you, so you may yeah, so you might be attached to you. Yeah, that, yeah it happens. Imprinted it on me. Yeah. yeah, it might be here right now. It's probably in this beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's in there. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Oh man, hope it don't come on us. How long it take me? No, but that's a good story, though. I mean, I think it's a good story. <laughs> so, uh, besides here, where else will you be out this summer? Uh, we got uh, Good Vibes uh, in Pennsylvania uh, at Voodoo Brewing Company, which okay. is actually where I started my career okay. in the craft beer. I worked there 11 years ago. Um, so it's cool to go home in my hometown yeah, sure. and pour beer for people that I grew went to high school with and be like, look, I own something. Like, <laughs> I did something with my life. Um, where else? We're going to be at Sally Gaster in October. Okay, okay. Got a festival at Drownlands in August. Uh, we might be in Sweden. I don't know, yeah. My business we didn't like the country, not like Sweden. Sweden, man. <laughs> Sweden the country. We got to see if we can get beer in the tanks, though. So it might be holding us back. We're in a weird spot with the opening, but um, yeah. I mean, anywhere we can pour lager, yeah, we're, we're going to be sure. there. This is Why this not? is really good beer. Where can I get it if I don't go to Westchester? So, brewing at a 12%, they were doing all of our distribution. Uh, I couldn't tell you where it was going. Um, they handled all of that and were trying to like, keep that a secret from me, I guess. Right. Uh, so I don't know where you can find it. Um, mm -hmm. And it's soon only available in Westchester. We might be able to do direct-to-consumer shipping with a partnership with uh, Halftime Beverage. 
They do great uh, direct-to-consumer shipping, like they've done Suarez right. uh, boxes. And um, so there's the option to, to possibly do that. So you might be able to just go to our website, order it direct. Uh, we still have to figure that out, though. So okay. we're uh, figuring a lot out as we yeah. as we open. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. We still figuring it out, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Anything else for uh, uh, Zach? Nah, nah, man. Thank you for taking your time out. Thank you, man. Only three times. Zach is coming through, coming for the uh, from Marlo Ortiz. Wait, L? Mine's going. Uh, I told him for a little bit, but he's going drinking them all. Yeah, well, I, I gotta get more more of my glass. <laughs> yeah, but definitely, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you very much, man. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for taking the time out. Yeah, and that was. We missed the joke. We missed the joke. Oh, we missed the joke. Well, <laughs> but again, you know, I'm the math teacher. Be out with the numbers. There we go. <laughs> people, we've never recorded live or used these microphones. And then and and we started. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. If you, if you don't know, we are sticking with who you are. These people, people, people podcast. If you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Chris Horn here with my buddy. And I'm Matt Prince. Matt Prince, and we are the hosts of the Beer People podcast. You can bring a horn. Is that why you're the Prince of Delco? Yeah, man. I got to represent. He's right. It's the best county in in the continental United States. Are you? You're, I like to work for Delco. I can add a, I, I just want you know. Well, I don't, I don't agree, agree with that at all. Well, listen, I got, I got a rap. He said, said Delco is the best county in the United States of America. Bullshit. <laughs> I gotta represent. I got. I gotta say something. If you're nice. from Delco, you yeah. should think that. Listen, but that's it's not a way of life. Yeah, Delco's way of life. Delco is a way. I'm from Massachusetts. We got. There's a lot of other counties out there. You talk like you talk about Delco like it's the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Well, you know, it, Delco is kind of the Jersey Shore. You know, Delco empties every summer to go to the Jersey Shore. You know, I heard it was two parts of Delco though. It's like it's like separate sides of Delco. Yeah. Like oh, it's two sides of the Jersey. You get like the you got the good part and you got the where probably he's from. I said, oh, I'm from the good part. No, I'm from the good part. No, listen, we're home. I don't know about the bad parts. No, we're home. Awesome. You, know, you know what's funny? Yeah. I learned while I was working at Del- Delaware County that Chester's part of Delaware County, but it's not part of Chester County. That's the worst. Right, it's part of Chester County. No, no. no. And look, guys, check this shit out. Delaware is not part of Delaware County even. Nah, <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna explain to you the semantics of my county, but it's a cool place if you're in the right place, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Shout out to Chester. If you know, you know kind of place. If you know, you know. And, right. and I know. You don't wanna be around ninety five in yeah. Delco. Yeah, hey, it's okay. Well well tell us about beer people. Yes, please, please. Well, you know, uh, beer people came out of um, our desire to tell uh, really inspiring stories about people doing the right thing in the beer industry. Um, you know, the work that Brianne Allen did exposing her her Instagram page, letting people share their stories, really inspired us to tell uh, to want to tell more stories of the people doing the good stuff. You know, there are so many people in the beer industry not doing the good stuff, and we want to talk about diversity. We want to talk about equity. We want to talk about inclusion. And as educators, those are things that are really important to us. Yeah. So, you know, synthesizing our own careers and our passion for beer and throwing in a podcast was really important and we feel like the results have been what we wanted i mean we are sharing stories and we're learning as we go you know we're asking the questions we're having the conversations that are important to have you know chris right oh yeah yeah absolutely so i mean the basic gist is that like beer the beer industry has been white dudes making beer for white dudes for centuries yeah and 
Uh, although I will admit that that leaves out that beer originated in the Middle East. Right. And so, but largely in the West, it's just been white dudes making beer for white dudes. Right. And Brienne's work builds on the work of a lot of activists beforehand, especially black women who had been making strides to like make a lot of industries more inclusive. So we're just trying to talk to folks who are doing something a little different to make the world a better place through beer. And if, you know, if we can spread that message and spread that word, then everyone's better off. Right. So who's this Brienne? Hey, Brienne. So Brienne Allen uh, is the head brewer and co-owner of Sacred Profane Brewing in uh, Bedford, yeah. Maine. Uh, we were just up there a couple weekends ago, actually. Uh, and she has experience at um, Notch. Notch Brewing as well and Jack's Abbey before that. Um, but she really rose to national and international prominence a couple summers ago when she brought to uh, the world's attention and made international headlines for calling out different breweries that were uh, exhibiting sexist, racist behavior. Yeah. Uh, and she used her Instagram as a platform for victims to use their voices to amplify like what's out there, what needs to change. Right. Cause, Love it. Cause what was the name? What's her name? Rat, Rat Magnet or something like that. Rat, Rat Magnet is her Instagram name. Okay. Yeah. Right. And we had the pleasure of having her on the podcast. Yeah. And our final question, which I felt a little, it felt a little inane to ask. I was like, all right, this is a silly question, but I got to ask, how did the Rat Magnet like name come about? And she said the answer is literally that she used a random word generator to come up with two words to put together because her previous account had been banned because she did artwork that had like that got some sort of community violation from Instagram and she doesn't use a new handle. Restaurant generated what? Wow. Right. Wow. All right. And now that's good. I kind of noticed pressure because I've ran into uh, Chris and Matt quite a few times. But how do you know each other? <laughs> so th that's a great story. So my wife's best friend from high school was Chris's girlfriend, and I became close with Chris that way. Now Chris at the time was allergic to beer, and so at, when I first met him, I was like, "What the hell am I going to talk to this guy?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't know, like. The, this is us. Our friendship has stopped before we're in this great. That's like, and then all of a sudden, talk about yeah, but then Chris decided he was going to test all of his weird allergies out. And then he came to me. He's like, I am no longer allergic to beer. And I was like, oh. And I was like, I was like, oh. We have begun. Chris has entered the chat. It, it became a Star Wars Padawan. <laughs> Jedi Master teaching, and I taught him everything I knew about beer. And, nice, and then, nice. when it came time to starting this podcast, and, and Chris and I have stayed friends through the, you know, through the years. And yeah, I'm about to say, girlfriend still? No. no she and I are no longer dating. Wife still. Wife still, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, well, well, my my yeah. wife and her and her best friend are still best friends. <laughs> so Chris is in the know. Yeah, Kendall. It's a scandal that we're still friends, but no, it's not really not. But uh, probably just you be like, you know what? I hope you're still friends with me, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I got more questions. Oh, so when. Girl, when best friend comes to the house, is best friend Chris allowed at the house? Oh no, we're not. We're not bleeding lines. We're not doing that. They're, you know, they're like visitation. They're visitation rules. You know what I mean? We have different visiting. Yeah, yeah. Like absolutely. Yeah. It's like if you had, a, if you, if you guys had a dog and broke up, 
Now you gotta make sure the dog comes yeah. to the house first. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Chris is a dog. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. the dog's there. I thought, God. And I was like, oh, click, click. Yeah. Honestly, it's worked out great. And Chris and I, our friendship has continued, which has been a gift. Yeah. And Chris and I, we enrich each other's lives. And that's a good thing. girl was in your life. Yeah. Just before her, I made it come see It was really about our relationship. And the cool thing is, Chris and I, both being in education, we are able to see the future. We are able to see the the people who are growing into the world that we're creating. And for us, we we take it upon ourselves to want to create a world where everyone feels heard, feels seen, feels um, you know respected. And that's what our podcast is all about. So we have that mutual goal, and we. We have that mutual goal in our careers, but also through this podcast. Yeah. So we hope yeah. that more people listen and hear these great stories. It's not just about race. It's not just about gender. It's about, you know, we, we interviewed a brewery that's doing, that's a neuro, that's a neurodivergent brewing brewery that, that when you go there, there's a, there's a room for, you know, sensory room wow. for their sons who are both uh, on the spectrum. Right. You know, we are, we are having these great conversations with people who are doing these things that aren't expected in this industry. And that's what we're looking for. Yeah. And that's what's meaningful to us. Right. Hell yeah. I, I'm, I'm quite, I'm quick question. I'm, I'm curious to know, how many, did you just go to the doctor and find out you weren't allergic to beer? Or did you just start drinking and say, uh, nothing happened yet. Yeah, yeah. Nothing happened yet. <laughs> Need to be friends with this guy. I'm willing to just all the beers. This is the cause. I, I'm willing to die for this. I need him to not be allergic to this liquid so I can speak to him. There's a million over minute kind of thing. Now, like, yeah, so he's just like, I like, I, I really want to like beer. So I had a, a medical emergency in my last year of high school, and it resulted in me getting allergy tested. And barley came up as one of the allergies, so hence beer getting ruled out. Absolutely. But the so I've seen an allergist since then, and they talk about how every like seven years or so you can just yeah, outgrow shit. Yeah, so periodically I'll retest stuff by trial and error. So like, and I'm allergic to I was allergic to like random stuff like carrots. Green beans, like I had a great excuse not to eat veggies as a kid, <laughs> and so I'd randomly eat a carrot every couple of years and be like, "Well, shit, nope, still allergic, got it." <laughs> that's and then good. that's good. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, so you want to just try it? Uh, who got the EpiPen or the or the Benadryl? <laughs> <laughs> how far is the nearest hospital? Let's see. Oh, that's how weird. That's how we choose where what, what breweries we go to. Are they near a hospital? Okay, good. So, so, so you still could possibly be allergic to be, to well, all you can like redevelop an Allergy, right. uh, but I'm in the clear so far. It, which that's Chris that's is abusing. Been, have you been I've been clean since uh, 2018, I believe. Yeah. My fifth year clean. Good. Yeah. Five years, five years clean. Himself. Yeah, there we go. Five years cleaning beer. <laughs> no, no, no. I picked up a vice when I became clean. It's kind of a weird backwards scenario. Now your Yeah, my liver's hating me. Yeah. But in seriousness, I also want to throw this back to you guys because so we met a couple times. Uh, uh, over the years at different beer festivals and we love the work that you guys do at Bruising Banter. We're so excited for you to have this venue too because you talk about important issues. You have really awesome guests on who have a wide variety of life experiences who are making changes in the industry. On the low, on the low. <laughs> no, 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 stop that. No, we're, so we're, we're fans and we're yeah, so we appreciate that. And we're excited for when we can get a, a chance to collaborate at a little crossover episode. Absolutely. 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 And we're we're, it's just so excited we got to talk with you guys today. Absolutely. We, uh, 
We love I, I love listening to Beer People podcast. It's always nice and mellow and chill. And yeah, I'll, talk, I'll talk to a lot of good uh, good guests, like you said. And um, I, I pretty really enjoy it. So yeah, we definitely got to do that uh, crossover episode. All right, let's do it. Uh, all right, we got somebody waiting in the back yeah, room. We got, uh, <laughs> I want to thank uh, Chris and uh, Matt for coming on from Beer People's Podcast. Cheers, guys. You guys are very entertaining. <laughs> well, all right. We are back here at Long Jamming. Well, I put it out. We still hear this. We still hear it. Long Jamming. 2023. 2023. We are here. We are from uh, Denver, Colorado. Cohesion Bowling. We got Eric Light and Bellas going on. Thanks for coming on, Eric. Thank you for having me. Yeah, happy to be here. Got to stop by. We want to know what Cohesion is, what y'all pouring today and what you got coming on in the future. So we are 100% Czech lager style brewery. We oh, do nice. everything inspired by traditional Czech lager techniques. So we built a custom base malt to modify the same way as they would in Czech Republic. We do all decoction mashing, open fermentation, whole cone hopping, spunding, horizontal lagering, and serving on lucering. The, we, we try and see, we've been to the Czech Republic. We love what they're doing over there. We want to bring that style to the U.S. and show people what, what Czech lager really should be. And yes. it's a... That's the culture that invented Pilsner, right? Pilsner came from the town of Pilsen. Mm. In the Czech Republic, they don't call it Pilsner unless it's from Pilsen. There is one beer that is Pilsner in the Czech Republic. It is Pilsner Urkel. And you can say in the Czech language, I'm drinking the town of Pilsen. It's so associated with a place wow. that it's, it's nobody else uses that word. So we, we've bastardized 100%. 100%. They were, they were a very oppressed country through the 20th century. They had the Nazi occupations during World War II. They had communist occupations in the 80s. They, they didn't have time to do the champagne thing and say, no, no, this is ours. We made right, this, right. right, like champagne did. But it, in the Czech Republic, it is that way. Yes. So little little tidbits like that, we like to bring that to the forefront, show people what Czech lager culture is yes. and how and try and represent it the best way we can. So. Today we have our 12 degree, which is probably the most popular Czech beer. So that's delicious. So Pilsner, Kell, Budvar, most of the Czech beers you've heard of, they are 12 degree beers. And everyone else in the country, because they can't use the word Pilsner, they essentially just use 12 degree as an indication for the beer. Okay. So you can order the beer by number, and that 12 degree indicates the starting gravity of the beer. Okay. And the Czech people I know, they say like, 10 degree is my weekday beer, right? Like, <laughs> if I'm if I need to have a lot, but I gotta go to work the next day, I right. want a 10 degree. But on the weekends, Turn I'm I'm drinking 12 degree, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's about four percent. But they drink a lot of beer. They drink the most beer per capita in the world by a long shot. Oh shit! So well, it's like that because versus 12, is that like how we would do ABV or? So yeah. So starting gravity, that starting sugar content, correlates to alcohol. Okay. More okay. sugar means more alcohol. So, but okay. they they kind of looked at it. They don't even write ABV a lot. They just write 10 or 12. <laughs> and you go into a brewery, you say, I'll have your 12 degree. And they know what it means. Yeah, and they yeah, have one. you off tomorrow. We <laughs> can <laughs> <laughs> Or whatever. But, but they're going to drink like 20 of them, man. It's, it's crazy. Like, they, they literally have a system. So all the beers are the same price over there, too. And they have like a little system. You tick off how many beers you have. And they call it building a fence. Like, how many layers was your fence last night? Like, how many beers did you have? So It is building a fence. Because I know what I have That's a couple beers to away. So that means my fence is up. Right. Your fence is a little different. Your fence is a little different than that fence. That fence looks like Mary and Joy is the offensive. Real aggressive. 
So, so we heard about the brewery. Like, how did how did you personally get into brewing and, and check yeah. check beers as well? So I've been brewing since about 2011 as like a, a home home brewer in 2010, and then I, I started brewing professionally in about 2011. Mm. So I actually started in New England. Uh, I brewed in Vermont. I went to college in Vermont. I brewed in uh, at Zero Gravity before they had like a distribution set up. Now they have cans everywhere, right? right. But it was like a little pizza pub. And then I'm, I worked at Allagash Brewing for about three years out in Maine. And then I moved to Colorado in 2015. Uh, we did a bunch of hazy IPAs at this brewery. And then we opened Cohesion in 2021. So did you move to Colorado for beer? And skiing. My, my, my wife and I love to ski and snowboard. Okay. And so the mountains out here, like, there, there's some good ski mountains out here. But, but yeah, but you go skiing in the west and you're like, oh, yeah, shit, this is, this is it. Uh, Poconos is, is like... Uh, 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 I don't know. What's the baby dive? A hill. A hill. I, we, we call those hills, not mountains. They're hills. Yes. Out in out in Denver, out in Colorado, you we got know. we got some real we got some real mountains. So really, really, it was the skiing, but the beer culture too, right? Yeah. Denver has such a great beer Absolutely. culture. There are people. We're only doing what we're doing because breweries before us have said, "Hey." There's this cool style, whether it's German, whether it's English, whether it's West Coast IPA, and they really leaned into it and showed people, like, hey, we could specialize on something and make a lot of great products within a very narrow band. And Denver is ready for something. They were ready for something like Czech Lager, very specific and focused. But they they were like, yeah, we know there's diversity within this one style. Let's right. let's see what you got. Yeah. So yeah. De Denver is a great, amazing beer city. So, so I'm, it's Czech style is so specific. You just said it's diversity in your brewery. How do you make a Czech style? How do you diversify? So I've enjoyed as a brewer being in a smaller box, right? So instead of having every style available to me, I have Czech Lager, which is, is a smaller box, admittedly. But we can tweak variables and make different beers. So I can add a little bit more malt. I can add a little bit more hops. But I'm adding very small increments. But to our customers now, when they come taste our beers, a little change tastes very different. And it's really cool to show people like, okay, if we just, I don't really use Whirlpool hops at all, right? The Czechs don't really have a lot of aromatic hop qualities in their beers on like dry hopping or, or later additions. But when I do Whirlpool a beer, now it tastes crazy different, right? Like if I don't Whirlpool anything and then I add Whirlpool hops, you, you notice a difference. Gotcha. And that's like every IPA producer, they're Whirlpooling all the time. So you don't, when they change the Whirlpool hops, you notice a difference, but we're able to show people like, okay, here's our 10 degree, but we added a Whirlpool hop and they're like, oh shit, this is really different. <laughs> so it's, you know, we're kind of working with bases that allow for, I think the small changes to show out a little more. Nice. nice. So, that's dope. So, that's dope. So, so why the name Cohesion? So Cohesion was kind of twofold. Uh, cohesion is bringing disparate parts together to make a unified whole, right, as a definition. Not to pull the Webster bullshit, but that, that is kind of the definition. So this uh, one side of it is the beer side of it, right? Bringing um, all these different decisions and ingredients together to make one beautiful lager beer that is nuanced and delicate but drinkable. And then the other side is about bringing people together, right? Beer beer brings people together. Right. And I worked in some more nonprofit sustainability side stuff before we opened this brewery. And I knew people who were like, I can't get anybody to pay attention to what I'm doing. And then those people started to work at breweries, 
and they said, hey, let's have a beer and talk about this. And right. people were suddenly like, oh, yeah, I'll have a beer and, and hear what you got to say. Right. So we, we love using beer to bring people to issues and bring people together in a way that uh, no, no other beverage can. I mean, you can have a beer and then go to work the next day, right? right. But if I'm gonna go- Plus you got the tin. If you got that tin, you can go to work. <laughs> right, but if I'm, gonna, if I'm gonna go have like three cocktails to my buddies, I'm, sure. I'm gonna be a little bit you know, worse at work the next day. Right. But we could have a beer and have a conversation. So it's about bringing everybody together over beer and bringing light to some things that we wanna bring light to with beer. Uh, you know, that's part of why we love coming to this fest, supporting the Michael Jackson Fund. Like that kind of stuff means a lot to us and so we're super happy to be pouring at, at something like this. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. I like, uh, <laughs> like it. Y'all got anything coming up? Uh, no, our, our, we're we're uh, this summer, during the summer. So we got this fest, and then we're kind of on a little break, but but our anniversary is in August, so we'll brew an, right. an we'll brew an anniversary lager. We always do that every year. That's one where, again, I add Whirlpool hops, and people are like, oh, my God, this is so different. <laughs> you know, I, I might even dry hop it, right? And they're like, oh, dry hopping? This right. is... And there's breweries out there, every beer they make is dry hopped, right? But for us, it's still something special and unique. And so... Right, that's true. So we so we do stuff like that for the anniversary. We normally have like a Czech polka band. We've got a guy who's doing some Czech schnitzel now. It's called Zizek in Czech. So he's like, cook, he's going to cook some Czech schnitzel. Okay. Uh, so we'll have like kind of a, we try and lean into that kind of stuff, you know, when we when we can. So Are you in Denver? Yeah, we're you are in Denver. Yeah, we're just outside the Rhino District, uh, north northeast Denver, a little more residential area. So what's, what's the exact address? 3851 Steel Street. There. I was going to ask that because Denver is so saturated with, with breweries. Yeah. And I know, like you said, you have your niche with the Czech style. Yeah. But how do you... How do you guys get people to come? Like because it, it's, a, it's like a, it's like churches and liquor stores. <laughs> Breweries are everywhere in Denver. So, so I, I, like I said, I know you guys are niche. Yeah. It's chest style, different types of hops and yeah, that yeah. nature. But how do you get the people to keep coming? So I think I think one of the biggest things that we've done that's brought people in, which is very traditional to Czech, is the foam. So most most people in the U.S. and like England seems to be way worse. But people in the U.S. they want a full beer, right? Like right. they're worried about did you give me enough beer? Right. I literally on the way here, I watched some guy get kicked out of an airport bar because he was like, "This isn't enough beer in my glass." He started arguing with the lady, right? So we sometimes people in the U.S. get mad about I don't have my measure of beer. Right. Right. I paid for this much, I should get it. Yeah. And a lot of that is they see foam and they think that that's lower quality. Right. So we we with the lucre faucets in particular, you can pour a drinkable foam. So we lean into that, and I think people look at that and they're like, "What the fuck is that guy doing?" Right. And they, but we're doing it on purpose. Right. So then they come and check us out, and they're like, "Oh, this is actually really good," and they have a story and they have a reason, and that's helped us stand out and draw people in, it. and it, it helps us get attention, right? I mean, yeah. we we know the media is interested in something that's different and unique, and so we can go to them and say, "Hey, I'm serving people a glass of foam, and they're paying money for it," right. and people are like, "Wait, what? They're they're paying for the foam?" And you're like, "Yeah, because it's drinkable." It's something unique it is something different so that i think leaning into that the pouring specifically has been really big for us but uh loggers are also making a comeback right. i mean they right. this this style hasn't really gone anywhere but craft drinkers seem to be really enamored by people who are interested in tradition 
and representing a very detailed aspect of tradition. Uh, folks will go up and say, hey, there's more than Hazy IPA. Yes, there is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we, are, we are here to welcome all the Hazy IPA, people leaving Hazy IPA. Yeah. Every time they're like, I'm so tired of IPAs. I'm like, welcome home. Yes, welcome right. home. Right. You're, yes. This is this is your place now. Even more, Eric. Even more. Well, I think soda has a problem with is the reason people want that foam. That's probably what soda was the reason, like, because you see, you see your soda going down when that foam. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, 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 oh. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't, I didn't get all my stuff. Y'all right. gave me a half a cup of soda. It's a whole different, it's a whole different But I think it's built into it, right? I, th I think you're exactly right. There's this idea of, like, the foam does not equal the thing that I want. Exactly, yes. You also drink foam up at, like, a kegerator, and you got a bad, a warm thing. Yeah, right. That foam tastes like dog shit, man. It's not good. Yeah. I understand why people don't like it. But when you come try the foam off a of lucre, the way the checks pour it, it's rich and creamy and delicious. And there's different flavors. Wow. And we can we can approach it with like kind of a, the game on foam. Look a, at this. a coffee roaster mentality, right? Yes. Where you go to coffee roaster, you can get an espresso, a cortado, a latte. We can do that with beer. And we're doing it with the lucre. Right. And there's a way to present different flavors and different combinations of flavors with different amounts of foam. And nice. because we're edu we we spend a lot of time educating our bartenders, practicing the pours, building the right technique. And I think people appreciate it. when they come in and see that, passion comes through, right? Yeah, no, right. No, matter, yeah. no matter what you're doing, so whether it's brewery, whether it's art, whether it's restaurant, when somebody can tell that you've trained a staff well, when they're bought into what you're doing, yeah. customers customers Absolutely. love that. You can see Absolutely. that list in the And now, yeah. So, 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 we, so all of our staff has been trained and, and understands that, and they, they're bought in. They think it makes a difference. They enjoy pouring. They enjoy the act of using the lucers, and I think our customers respond to that, and they yeah, say, so. "Oh yeah, they're not just they're not just fucking around. Like right. they know what they're doing, and they're passionate about it, and that that it does make a difference. No matter what you're making, no matter what you're making, right. people yeah, respond to that a hundred percent. Nice. Right. Um, all right, I want to thank uh, Eric uh, look, from Macomb. Good for coming through. City. Yeah, come, come, I'm come on, man. I can't you wait. Let me know when you can. Yeah, I'm happy to give you guys a tour and show yeah. you around. So. Yeah. We, oh, we're doing, playing on making the trip. We're yeah, we do. You have to give us a tour. We're friends. Yeah, we'll show, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you, Roddy. Thank you for your no, Of course, man. Thank, thank you guys. Yeah. Cheers.